Hello, my friends. It's Chad. Welcome to the newest segment of the Naked Leadership Podcast called Thanks. I needed that. Where we have real and raw coaching conversations with top performers, company founders, and amazing humans making a difference in their companies, communities, and homes. Each episode, we dive deep into the challenge they are facing and the possibility that it presents. This week, Adrian engages with Manny. Manny is a serial entrepreneur, successful in so many rights. As with so many company founders, Manny has found a nice little pocket of comfort in being busy. In this conversation, Adrian invites Manny out of the comfort of being busy and gets him thinking about what life and business could look like on the other side. Adrian also makes a great book recommendation that could change Manny's whole perspective and world, and it could do the same for you. I really hope you enjoy this coaching conversation with Manny Heron. Let's dive in. All right, here we go, Manny. Hey, man, good to see you again. Yes, sir. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. So, so glad. Thank you, man. Thanks for being willing to jump on and be a part of this. This is very exciting for us in this podcast, giving an opportunity for people to like see the game as it's played. Um, you know, and jump in and have a vital conversation. So, thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was really stoked. I remember how you played the game whenever we had this uh, our most recent. Revenant process, mm-hmm. and as soon yeah. as uh, once once you share just just for the folks listening, once you share for a second about what the revenant was for you, and what you got out of it, and why you wanted to jump back in this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to my boy Dustin Litter for uh, for inviting me to the Revenant pro- process. Man, it was probably one of the most uh, life altering. Uh, experiences I had. And so essentially what this was is it was a, I think it was about three day, pretty intense, uh, I think about 11, 12 hours, uh, sessions. And, and so, you know, it was, there was a myriad of different things, but I think the, the one that kind of stuck out to me the most is we had to, uh, we had to make a decision as a group and it probably was about 40 of us. I don't, I don't quite remember how many of it, but it was quite a bit of us. Um, and, um, we had to make a decision on, uh, I don't remember what it, what the exact thing was, but imagine having 40 different personalities in a room. And so I was kind of observing, I wanted to, I, I told myself before I went there that I would listen because I think that was, that's the area of my leadership that I needed most work on. And so I sat back and I kind of was seeing how the conversation was going and, uh, you know, there were so many different masks and, you know, people were, uh, seemed like they were going, you know, seeking attention and kind of just was playing damsel in distress. And, and I got to a point where I just couldn't handle it anymore. And I, and I started calling people out, right? <laughs> I started calling people out on it and, and, you know, it, it just, I got fired up. And so, um, so yeah, that, 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 uh, that session was, you know, really helped me to understand, you know, it's not about what we do, but it's about who we become. And mm-hmm. that was a pretense of, of this whole entire uh, uh, training that we went through is, is how do we get to, how do we recognize our mask, right? Our nerds, the, the things that, um, that we put a front, uh, we front uh, as, as who we are and, mm-hmm. and, and really just live from our authentic self. And so, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really right helped on. me in my journey. So. Right on, man. Well, it was. It's always uh, we we love the revenant. Each each of those trainings are always distinct on who's in the room and how people show up in the room, man. And you're you were a distinct character in that room. So thanks for thanks for showing up. I loved you. Um, so now there's something about that. I mean, I think to your point on studying, it's not necessarily what you do, but how you're going to show up in the game, and this being willingness to generate myself and generate who the hell I am and my presence and my commitment and, and impact I have on other people. That's, you know, what uh, a little bit categorically what we call self mastery. And can I mm-hmm. take myself on as my own first project in life? Mm-hmm. And I say, when mm-hmm. you do that, it opens up a whole other world of possibilities for other, for yourself. It breaks up any kind of despair you're in because now all of a sudden, no matter what happened yesterday, I can generate myself anew and get up and learn and go again. Um, and at the same point opens up a world of, connection for other people, right? Because I'm all of a sudden more transparent to myself. If I've actually, if I am 
deciding to create myself, then I can actually get beyond myself and start focusing on other people. If I am in response, if I am a response to the world around me, then I have to pay attention to everybody else because mm. they are either assets or threats. Mm. Um, if I am the, you know, the relationship to those things. So part of the, I guess why I tee all that up is it generates this conversation here where we, you know, put the clarion call out to people that we know in our network saying, Hey, who wants some free coaching? And so we can play. And everybody comes in very distinctly. So we have some conversations on the front end, but I know you've done some thinking, especially uh, in the pre-calls around what's, what would be most impactful. So why don't you start off, give a little bit of background and then, and then if you can aim the conversation, like what's the biggest challenge you've got that you've decided you want to take on today? Yeah. So a little bit of background is, is, um, so I, um, you know, I'll jump back to how I got to where I am. So a little bit of background on my personal story, you know, raised single, single mom, four, four children in extreme poverty. Father walked away. Fast forward, brother was murdered at 16. You know, I had a lot of opportunities to, um, get into the wrong things, but I didn't make that decision until, uh, my brother passed away and, and, you know, I started <clears throat> selling drugs and got indicted at 19 since to prison, uh, federal prison, <clears throat> 15 years for my first offense. And I did 10 years there, <clears throat> but so I had so many different challenges in my life. I didn't learn to read until I was 21. Um, so, you know, a lot of different challenges in my life. So now fast forward me being released from the federal government now, just a little over, just a little under seven years, September will mark seven years. So, when I got out, I knew that uh, what I wanted to be successful. I wanted to get back into real estate. I started getting into real estate when I was uh, when prior to me going into prison, and so I knew that it was a path that I wanted to take. And then because of me being a felon, I, I knew the level of uh, life that I wanted to have and create for myself and and for others. Uh, what I didn't have a lot of options, right? I couldn't go the corporate route. So, right. um, I ended up doing some contracting. I'm fluent in Spanish. So, uh, I knew uh, a lot of the Hispanics, which are some of the greatest contractors I've, I've met in my life. And so I started doing that. Um, and then it, it, it morphed into, you know, a, my construction company. And then I knew that I wanted to eventually own rental properties as I did before. And so, <clears throat> um, ended up getting into some wholesaling and then, uh, I knew that I didn't want to manage properties, so had an opportunity to uh, purchase a property management company at the end of 2020. Uh, so ended up taking title to that property management comp- company 2021. Simultaneously, we started a, a real estate, uh, another real estate holdings company where we were using the bird, bird method. So we were buying renovating, renting, you know, refinance and repeat, right? So really had success in that. Um, so when I took title to the property management company, I had 36 doors. We increased that by, I think, about 325%. Uh, we bought about 60 doors in, in a year, which our goal was only 25. So we exceeded all of that. And so mm-hmm. now, <clears throat> you know, it was fun, right? It was exciting. Uh, we had success. And so what, what I found then is, is myself just struggling now because I was a solopreneur. I was doing much of all of it myself, uh, at, um, minus, you know, the contractors that I was using. Um, but then I started to develop a team so I can start to delegate the things. And what I realized is, is that I was delegating chaos. So by me hiring people, I thought that I was going to actually buy some of my time back, but I found myself more exhausted, right? Um, mm-hmm. because I needed to lead a team and I didn't want to let them down. And, um, that hence brings us to where we are now. Um, you know, I realized that I, I, I reached my leadership capacity, right? I, I need to grow as a leader so that I can, um, you know, so that I can, uh, uh, increase the capacity of my team, you know? So that's, that's why I wanted to hop on the call and, and get some coaching and, and kind of just open myself up to whatever possibilities. And, and, um, yeah, here we are. Got it. Okay, great. I've got tons of questions. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's see which ones uh, end up focusing on here. Let's just start with, so let's define some terms. When you say increasing leadership capacity, what do you mean when you say that? Yeah, so um, really just what the art of, uh, the art of delegation, the art of, uh, you know, 
systems um, so that, you know, they can, because I really like to empower my team, right? I don't want to be a micromanager. So, you know, but I'm at a point where it's like, hey, how do I, how do I take what's in my brain, you know, put it in, in these SOPs, um, get them in the software so we get system integration so that they can run and we can just adjust, right? So I feel like I don't know at what point I where I'm at, you know, but I know that I don't what I don't know, right? And so that's where I think that I need to increase my leadership capacity so that I can help uh, empower my team um, to run with the vision. Yeah. So leadership capacity is for you would you say the art of the art of delegation systems, getting these SOPs down, empowering your team in order to deliver mm-hmm. on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how big's your team right now? Uh, so, uh, out, out in the field, we have, when it varies price about eight or nine, we go up to 15, 16 on the high seasons, but a lot of subcontractors, and then um, internal, internal on my construction is three of us. Uh, and then I have, uh, and the property management is is three of us. Is three of us also. So, okay, great. Not not very big. Not not. not yeah, big. yeah. Well, that's great. If you can keep it small, it's better. Um, <laughs> the um, all right. Let's do it this way. So mm-hmm. what? So we're talking, it's, 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 uh, I guess getting near the end of July here. Mm-hmm. Let's do, um, what do you want to, what are you really committed to getting done? Like, if you think about, let's say the next six months, like between now and mm-hmm. January one, mm-hmm. um, what are you committed? Like, what do you want to see happening on the ground January 1st? That's not happening now. Yeah. So, uh, January one, I want us to, I want everybody to know what our uh, strategic, our five-year strategic plan is, <clears throat> and that when it's and we're starting that implement those phases. So right now we're we're going and we're building out a strategic plan. We're doing uh, market research and so on and so forth. Um, and and then you know really what I would like to see have happening is is that we're just living out our values and creating that customer experience that we want. Okay. So you want to have a strategic plan in place by January one, living out our values. Okay. Anything you notice about that answer? Just now to look at that answer. There's no, and and you know this because we've hung out together. So there's nothing ever mm-hmm. wrong, bad, or broken. Period. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. So ask that question. Not like there's something wrong with that. I just, just I want you to start to notice how you're thinking about things. Mm-hmm. So take a look at it. Like if somebody else just answered that question that way, what do you notice about it? Um, that, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds, it sounds really nice. Yeah. It, it's very vague. Yep. Yeah. That's what I notice as well. That's my, my first thought about it. It's like, okay, have a strategic plan in place. That sounds good like something Mm -hmm. you ought to have or say, and then living out our values. That also sounds good. Um, Mm -hmm. But the vagueness is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, I don't know, corporate speak, like business speak type shit. Like, you know, those are two like very, (laughs) you know, acceptable, good answers and and nothing wrong with them. I just, I, so let me give you a little bit of background. So I'm looking for where the power is. I'm looking for where Mm -hmm. the, where the possibility is. And, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of power, not a lot of possibility in generalized statements. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, if, if that's so, why do you think that's so? Uh, the lack of clarity. I mean, uh, if, you, if you if you lack if you lack clarity, then I mean, how are you going to uh, hit a target? You don't know what you're at, that you're aiming. You know, you know what you're aiming at. Right on. Yeah, that's what I think about. I mean, you you said earlier you, you're delegating chaos. You know, this mm-hmm. is like a, this is like chaos in a nice, good looking suit. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks good. Like we're going to get a strategic plan together. That looks good. Yeah. Or like we're living out our values. But if people don't know what to do, or if they don't know what actually with specificity, what you're enrolling them into and naturally what you're enrolling them out of, because if you get clear on something and committed to something, it's a strong yes. 
and a strong yes creates generates a ton of strong no's. You know, it separates the field, the wheat and the chaff or whatever you want to, however you want to look at mm -hmm. it. Like if I'm committed to something and it's really crystal clear, I'm, I'm clear on where we're going. I'm also clear on where we're not going. Mm -hmm. So maybe answer the question this way. Like what's going on? Like, think about it. Like what's a current breakdown that's happening mm -hmm. that is already challenging, already impeding with you and you have to get specific around what some of these values are mm -hmm. or what's in the way of getting the strategic plan in place. Mm -hmm. what is, what, let, let's pick one like specific breakdown that we could play with. Okay. So in the breakdown of, uh, <clears throat> breakdown of, uh, what we're not clear on, right? What well, could be? So when I say breakdown, I say where, where, where's an instance where what we stated was going to be happening isn't happening, right? Where so mm. and so it where it occurs that intention is not meeting results. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's probably I think a big frustration. The, like, what's a big frustration of yours, or something you find yourself yeah. talking about over and over? Yeah. So I think you know. I think you know. As we talk about the strategic plan, and the biggest thing that has been um the problem in it is that it is is the time management so that the time management to make sure that we're on track to uh finishing that strategic plan right um so yeah that that's how i would say like that's the biggest thing is is we if i'm in the business i'm putting out fires so i'm not making working on the business a priority got it so, so your own time management. Yeah. Got it. All right. So, so, and just to make sure I heard what you're saying. So you, you want to get the strategic plan in place, but you find yourself so deeply consistently working in the business that you, that you're not taking the space to work on the business. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that fair summary of what you just said? Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. What is, let's say that that's not an accident. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're in, intentional creatures as humans, right? So if that's so, if it, that nothing is an accident, then why, at least for you up until now, why has that been your best strategy? Mm. Yeah. Why do you like I... working in the business versus working on the business? Yeah, I, it kind of makes me think about this thing that I've, I've been journaling about lately is and, and it's is, you know, um the idea, right? The idea of, of of accomplishment, right? And so I've been really looking at like what does that actually look like? So I see so when I'm when I'm in the business, it's activity, but it's not actually accomplishing the 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 important things right and so i think that um just the activity of what i'm doing the activity of me being in the business tells me hey i'm actually accomplishing something when i know i'm not doing the most important thing right so so um sounds like you're noticing that mm -hmm. at least up until now you've kind of given yourself credit for being active mm -hmm. and that seems satisfying and not just you all of us do this at times i know i do where it's like looking busy or being mm. busy actually is a uh, is an experience that kind of almost feels like i'm on my way somewhere but we might not be on our way somewhere mm -hmm. got it what do you so that's part of your how long have you been doing that, by the way? Is that brand new? Oh, no. It's been. <laughs> good. All right, good. Up until now. Up until now. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, you know, yeah. Do, you know, do you know how come? Like why? Like being really busy, working in it, being in the trenches. Like why that has been for you or still is, sounds like a very enticing place. Like, I don't know, 
let's just call it a hiding place, like a place to go hide, a place to go. Um, like what, what are, are you connected to that conversation? Like why that has made so much sense to you? Mm. Yeah. So, so it's funny. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I've been, you know, so I've been writing, writing down some like, you know, who am I? Right. And yeah. so, but where, where I, I started from who I am currently, right. As opposed to who, who I am like in the future. Right. And what I realized is, is one of the things is like, I'm a doer, right. Um, like I, I make it happen, you know, I'm action. Right. Um, I, I got to grind. I got to hustle. And so it's, I, what I realized is that I, I still have that street mentality of like, I got to hustle. I got to, I got to grind. I got to get after it. Right. And so that's where I, that's where this came in of, Hey, I've, I've hit my leadership cap because, you know, those old activities are not going to give me new results. Right. So then that's why I'm here at this point. Like, Hey, I need, I need to ask questions. And I also don't solicit help. I've always had to figure it out myself. I do it myself. Uh, you know, and, and that's totally contradictory to a person that wants to empower people and, and impact, you know, and, um, you know, lead a team. And so just seeing my gaps and my restraints, um, of needing to do everything. Uh, and maybe it's, it's, it's also uh, now thinking about it, it's a underlying need to control because I'm afraid of, of it crashing and burning if I'm not showing up. Right. So there, there's a, there's an element of fear, you know? Um, so, yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Isn't it funny when we just start talking about something, you start to see what's also there. Yeah. And yeah. this is, this is why it's, it's helpful. I mean, for a lot of folks to go talk to, go talk to coach or talk to somebody just because it gets, it gives me, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to kind of get connected to what's going on behind what's, what's fueling, mm-hmm. what's fueling, like what conversation is fueling my activity? Um, cause it's not the activity that's fueling the activity. It's a conversation that's fueling it. Right. So whatever we see happening in real time is a symptom of something that I'm committed to. That's what I'm, I'm saying that like it's gravity, but if we just take it on for a second, that whatever's happening is a representation of what I'm committed to. So if mm-hmm. I hear you well and kind of summarize what you're saying is based on um, some of where you're coming from, like you want to control things, make sense. Got, I'm a man of action. I'm a man of action. I can do it. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these are the background conversations i'm in like and not new either right and you've 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 been through a lot of shit in your life um and you've had to survive and make sense made sense for the moment that's for sure Mm -hmm. you know and it sounds like you're you're attuned to how that those conversations are still kind of governing how you're looking at things Mm -hmm. if it if it doesn't do it this way if it doesn't shift if you don't make a shift what do you think is going to be happening in the future? Oh, I'm going to be here or worse. Um, you know, if I, if I, if I don't change then things won't change. Right. Um, so that's what I understand is if, if I'm not willing to change and the things are not going to change and the results are still going to be the results. And so, and that's okay if I'm all right with them, but I'm not right. Well, get specific. So, so meaning that if, if I'm not willing to give up control, if I'm not willing to think that, uh, or to open myself to the possibilities of, you know, not uh, of uh, soliciting, uh, help, uh, for all of the, con- the, all the contradictories of, you know, what I'm not willing to do now, right? If, if I don't change those things, then, I mean, they're going to re- remain the same and I'm going to be in the same position. I'm going to keep chasing my tail. Yeah. So it'll mean what? You know, you have an aversion to the specifics. What will it be like? Uh, be like it'll be like hell. It'll be misery, you know? Um, <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, by the way. It's natural to not want to get um, specific about the hell that I might be creating for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I asked the question because there's like there's some default settings for you. Sounds like some kind of automatic stuff. Not That's why I asked this. Is it new? And I knew it was wasn't new, um, mm-hmm. but it's good. To, good to get connected to how much 
this is some programming or this is some, some, Oh, what do you want to call it? Some, uh, um, uh, ways to compensate. Yeah. Well, ways to compensate for some previous situations that I'm not in anymore, but I'm acting like I'm still on the street. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm still there, but I'm actually here, but I'm acting like I'm from there. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to get connected to if I don't make a shift, how bad's it going to get? And it's natural to stay really generalized about that answer because I don't want, because the specificity, the specificity really, you know, calls you on your bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, so I think that, I mean, you know, we're going to go bankrupt if I don't. Yeah. Uh, if I don't go bankrupt and and how much and how much time, how much time before you go bankrupt and blame somebody else? I mean, I mean, as long as I can keep it up. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll pretty, pretty, we'll, we'll burn pretty quick if I don't, if I don't change, you know? Um, so. Yeah. So what's the, what's the biggest thing you need to change? And, and no more bumper stickers. Like what's the, like specifically for you, what's the thing you need to change that you know you need to change? Uh, I need to change just my lack of consistency. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the lack of consistency, you know, I need to, I need to change that uh, and get back into being disciplined. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's definitely what I need to change. So what does it look like when you're not consistent now? What's it look like? Um, you know, the charts are just up and down, you know, it's ebbs and flows. It's all dependent upon how I feel and my emotions. Yeah. As opposed to what needs to be done. For example, for example, um, for example, if, you know, the inconsistency would be, uh, you know, from a, on a relational level, um, like at home. So is, you know, I know that like, so I'm a believer, right? So, and, and, and I, and I made a commitment to read the Bible with my son every day, right? Before our day starts that we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to read the Bible, get extradited, you know, make sure that we grab something from it. And, and then we apply those tools, right? So um, the lack the lack of that consistency um, where I see it, you know, hurt hurting when I saw it hurting my family, my son was just coming out in his behavioral things, right? Like we were having behavioral problems with him, um, you know, lack of confidence, lack of clarity, you know, lack of identity. Um, so, I mean, it, and, and just seeing, seeing him suffer through that and, um, and, and us also is it causing, you know, uh, more stress and pressure on us because I'm not showing up consistency to, to do that with him. And so, you know, what that can mean for him is a lifetime of, of heartache because he doesn't truly understand, you know, who he is and whose he is, right? And 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 have strong values to stand on. And Got so it. that's one of the things. And you've just kind of been doing that whenever you feel like it? Yeah, it's been a hit it's been a hit or miss. Yeah, it had been a hit or miss. Yeah, based on how you 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 mentioned that kind of based on your emotions. Yeah. So if I don't get a, if I'm not going to bed at time, then I'm not getting up on time. Then I then I'm I'm being selfish because I'm going to go hit the gym or you know or I'm trying to get my mind motivated, so I'm listening to motivational stuff to get me cranked up for the tasks that I have to deal with. Uh, and totally di- disregarding my commitment to him, you know, and my responsibility mm-hmm. as as a leader of our home, spiritual leader yeah. of our home. So. And how does it affect you when you show up like that? Um, man, it really just—I mean, it's a strike against me. I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't give me momentum. It it takes it away from me. It doesn't empower me. It uh, it debilitates me, right? Because I want to do the right thing, right? I want to show up for my son. I want to make the stand for my family, and that's not something that I that I was doing, and so. I think more importantly, I just seen how selfish and self-centered I was and self-serving. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, got it.
So what's, what do you think it's going to take? I mean, so you get, you got jumped into one specific example, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it's helpful. And I, and I really, my experience of you, man, is that you, you account generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep trying to get you to account specifically. Yeah. You notice that trend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you kind of account as the chaos, like yeah. big kind of, I don't know. I call it bumper stickery kind of big picture. Then you notice you say the word right mm-hmm. a lot. Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. You'll say something, you'll say, right. You say something, right. You don't ever notice that. This is going to be great. No. Listen back to this podcast. Listen yeah. back to this podcast. You'll notice you say the word right quite often after you say something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm always curious. Like, what is that about? Do you know what that's about? Um, now that you said it, I think that is, um, probably no, it is me. You know, it's me. Hmm. Maybe it's me seeking that validation like, oh, yeah, that is right, but you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like maybe I maybe it's me seeking that validation, you know, because I don't like I don't like the uh, things that I'm that I do that I know I'm not supposed to do. Right. Like that doesn't make me feel good that I'm that I'm not showing up. Right. So there there it goes again. You notice it, right? Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. it. Bo- I hope it bothers you because there's some conversation under under it that I I think if you got a hold of that or were be willing to look into it, mm-hmm. then you could. It would open up some fresh conversations, so you could actually be in the conversation in a real way. Because you actually, mm-hmm. it seems like you're bidding for my approval, but mm-hmm. you don't actually wait to see if you've got it. Mm-hmm. So it hits me like a gesture. Like da 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 da, right? And then you just keep going, as if you asking it is really asking it. Mm. And I wonder where. I mean, I imagine with your team. I mean, if you could just get this point down, where if you were to make an assertion and then check in with the other people around around what they think about what you're saying, mm. and gave some space, or even if you went to your boy and said, "Hey, what's it like to be my son?" In, the, in this specific dynamic where I told you, hey, we're going to sit down and read the scripture together and get aligned and talk about meaning and talk about what's it like whenever, whenever I show up half the time? What do you think his answer would be? Oh, it would, it would probably, it, pretty sure it would be that, you know, he doesn't like it, you know, like it. Like he doesn't like it. It doesn't make him feel good. It probably doesn't make him feel like he's a priority that he's worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like probably in alignment with what you were describing is happening for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get to see where you're contributing to the chaos. You say you're there to cure. Mm. Like how am I the chaos? I'm trying to go corral and if you were to like if you were to befriend that that dynamic where you can see yourself at times being really justified in your whatever you want to call it gesturing or superficial engagement and you were to befriend it like it's not a problem first off not like something else to judge yourself about which I assume is kind of behind the scenes on a lot of this. Like I'm trying to earn it, trying to try not to be the guy that was still behind bars, not to be the felon and blah, 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 not to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But if you were to befriend that as a, as a, as like what your brain's up to, to save yourself from really being dominated by your commitment. Cause that's, what's missing for me. And when I'm listening to you is like, what are you willing to be dominated by? And if you're willing to be dominated by your commitment to your son, this specific thing, or to be dominated by my job is to set the vision for this company and set the strategy for the company. That's my job. 
and I'm going to be dominated by that. Like that's going to happen for me first. And then everything else, I've got to find creative ways for solving those other issues instead of keep being busy and keep being the answer to everybody's question. Mm -hmm. What do you think? And let's think about some next steps for you here. Like if you were going to be dominated by your commitment, what would open up for you? Like how would the next six months look very different than it's looked up until now? Um, <clears throat> if I was dom, if I'm, if I was willing to be dominated, if I was willing to be dominated by my commitment, then whatever that thing that I'm committed to would come to fruition. Like it would, it would, it would be manifested if I would, if I, if I'm willing to be dominated by it, then it's going to come to, it's going to come to uh, fruition. Yeah. What would you have to, let's, let's do a couple shifts. Like what would you have to shift off of that you currently do now that keeps up this kind of skipping along the surface type living? What would you have to get off of? What would you have to stop doing or stop believing? In order to in order to make this happen, yeah, that. What are you thinking? Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, looking at just my commitment, just time. Like, how can I free up my time? What are some things that are not important that maybe I, that that I'm doing uh, for validation that is not contributing to that thing in which I'm committed to. Right. So there's the merit of things going on in my mind of saying, Hey, what do I, what, what have I committed to that I shouldn't be committed to? And what do I need to commit to that? I I haven't, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good that you're entertaining that. Cause I assume that's so in mm-hmm. order to keep up the, the, I'm so busy. I can't get to the vulnerable shit. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like setting the vision for the company is a lot more vulnerable than going in and solving a problem on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, setting, setting the commitment, like se- saying, this is what's going to happen. Like that takes, that's some vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And if you do it in a real way, like you could easily have pie in the sky goals and whatever, but if you actually get real about it, then you're going to step in and it's going to feel, you're going to feel naked, right? The naked leadership podcast. You're going to feel naked if you actually mm-hmm. decide that something is so like that you're committed to something. And of course, one of the ways to avoid that dynamic is to get really busy and say yes to a bunch of superfluous things that are not at all can, tied to the chief commitments in your position. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that you know, I mean, and it sounds like you already knew before we started this conversation, there are things that you're committed to that might be more of a vanity exercise or might be a more, you have to prove it to yourself that, that you're worthy or prove it to yourself that you're the guy for the job. What, what are just a couple things just to get specific for fun? What are a couple things, you know, you've said yes to that you need to go back and renegotiate with that person, with the team. Like what's a couple things that come to mind right away? Uh, probably some uh, boards, some boards that I'm on probably need to step off some of that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you say probably. Yeah, no, well, so? boards. No, it is so. I would need to. I yeah. would need to step off some boards um, that I that I sit on. Okay. Um, yeah. And I've already You're backed on. out of one. I, I backed. Uh, I backed out of uh, one recently. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Hmm. Got it. Sorry, the visuals kind of below are, are echoing the uh, the audio here. Um, got it. So yeah. So if you were here's here's my my invite follow up to you. If you were to take get yourself real serious, go ahead. I mean, a lot more serious. I mean, a lot more serious than you take yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if if you were to decide that your your time 
and your commitment is essential for your team. Mm-hmm. And you were to craft a life, craft a lifestyle that wasn't at all connected to where you've come from, but a hundred percent, hundred percent connected to what, to what you're generating. Not often do we sit with a blank document and say, what would I be doing? Like if this were so, like if it wasn't like I want to get, you know, it's so, you know, superficial, like strategic plan, living out our values. If there was actually real, mm-hmm. like by January 1st, I will ha- everybody will be fully integrated in this strategic plan. And mm-hmm. these, these core values, this will be lined out and they'll be lined out and people will be operating like this and like this and like this. Like it's, if, if you speak of it as if it's actually happening, as if it will be happening. Mm-hmm. You sit with a blank document and get really clear on what you're, what out of that commitment, then what will I be doing on a daily and weekly and monthly basis? Well, what do I have now that I know I won't be? That's probably a longer list. Mm-hmm. If you got out of being so committed to being busy, mm-hmm. what are you thinking when I say that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's it's already opening up the possibilities, and <clears throat> and uh, and I'm starting to see where the. I mean, I'm I'm open to the uh, uh, the possibility of seeing the gaps, you know, and and what activity that I've been doing, you know, based off of. Uh, validation as opposed to you know purpose um what what i'm supposed to be doing you know so yeah what are you yeah. supposed to be doing um man I, I feel i feel like that i've been you know led just in this uh led into a space of of reconciliation you know spiritually mentally emotionally and financially right mm-hmm. and so i feel like the message that i have is 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 reconciliation and i feel that i've been called to the marketplace to do that um so i'm fascinated i'm fascinated by uh you know just empower just the the ability to empower people to take control of their future and and i think finance the financial side of it is is extremely important Right. So for me, you know, what I would like to be doing is, is, you know, teaching other people how to become financially free. Uh, but I know that it starts, you know, in the, in the mental side of things, which is what I'm working through currently. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To get yourself free first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's the challenge. I mean, any highly talented person, you're obviously a highly talented person. The challenge of being highly talented is you get away with a whole bunch of shit because you're really good and you're better than most. And so highly talented people get away with it. The only challenge is you're also savvy enough to know you are. Mm-hmm. And if you were to be as effective as, as, I, as I assume you believe you can be, you're kind of haunted by that gap mm-hmm. of what you're actually delivering and what you're busy talking about delivering. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my, my closing invite for you is like, if you actually decided to stop, I, I know you, I know you're a leader. I know you like being a leader. I know it's a, it's a spiritual calling for you. Um, is if you decided to put yourself inside of this conversation that for the next six months, I'm only going to talk about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Let me say that better. I'm only going to, I'm not going to be preaching about what ought to happen. But actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to presence what ought to happen. And I'll let my feet be more active than my mouth in that way. I think my, my guess, man, is you give yourself some credit for what you talk about. No bad, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it justifies the lack of conviction for you. Meaning if like I were to follow you around with a, with a camera 24 hours a day and see how you're living versus see how you're talking about your living. Cause I have, a key, I have, I have a sense just an intuitive makeup is that a lot of the activity is to compensate for a lack of confidence. What, what hits you when I say that? I don't know that by the way, yeah. it's just what I'm making up. 
Yeah, no, that that's that's real. You know, I what I what I've uh, what I've realized um, is is that you know, for most of my life, I have been inadequate in most of the things that I've done, and the only time that I become adequate is when I stop believing in that, uh, believing that I'm inadequate. And I start doing what it takes to become adequate, right? Right on, right on. And so, you know that that's where that's where I and I'm looking at these gaps and seeing, you know, how the the beliefs that I had, you know, I had a, uh, a, a my my kindergarten teacher told me that I was I was a stupid and I was illiterate and I wouldn't amount to anything. She said the two things will happen to me that I would I would uh, I would I would be dead or I, I would be in prison. Well. Well, she was right. I mean, <laughs> I ain't you know dead what yet. I, mean? I ain't dead yet. Well, well, I did die. I was I was born dead. I was for fifteen for about fifteen twenty minutes. So that that was true too, right? So I've already had that experience, and 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 I did go to prison. So she was right, and and the illiterate part, you know, because I was diagnosed dyslexic and, and ADHD, and you know, uh, other learning disabilities, and I didn't read because I be- I didn't read for twenty one years because I believed that. And so my beliefs, my belief system became a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? And so now it's addressing that belief system and these systems that now have kind of disguised themselves in, in other areas of my life with activity as opposed to accomplishment, right? And so now it's evaluating these gaps, you know? So, you know, what am I insecure about and why am I insecure about it, Right. Um, well, am I insecure about being inadequate because I'm not, because I'm not secure that I can put in the work to become adequate. And so, you know, then it's like, okay, well, where are my fears? Why do I have the fear of inadequacy when I know that I have the ability to become adequate? And so that's where, you know, it's, it's, it's constantly asking myself these questions, but I mean, you've opened me to a lot of those possibilities and start asking myself these questions of saying, Hey, why do I need to have the field? Do I have, is the, the, do I have the need, is a need greater for me to say that I'm doing something or is it, is it for me to do that thing? So, yeah. Well, <clears throat> All right, I've got an assignment for you. I want you mm-hmm. to check, listen to read a book called "The Courage to Be Disliked." It's an easy read, easy listen. Um, it's a survey of Adlerian psychology versus Freudian psychology. Punchline being, it's all around the future versus the past. Mm-hmm. He talks about what you what you you're you're getting clear on it. What 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 Adler talked about was we all have these things called life lies mm-hmm. or life sentences. And you're, you've, you've got a handle on yours. You might not have called it that until now, but this I'm inadequate, that's a story you've got about yourself. And you actually set your world up to keep being so. You know, this kind of half-hearted connection to whatever it is, whether it's your son and you're doing the devotional life with your son or getting the, getting the company lined out, like you're half-connected, which actually looks like inadequate. I don't think you're inadequate at all. But I think you don't watch it. That, that's going to haunt you, and you actually end up creating it so. Like we become dependent upon the bullshit in our lives mm-hmm. is another kind of punchline way of saying it. So, but if I wasn't, if I wasn't committed to being inadequate and if I was committed to being adequate, but even beyond that, that's anyway, check out the book. You're going to find a lot of resource in it. It's going to help you call yourself on your all, you know, get clear around what I'm using to justify the excuses I have in my life. So give me, give me one or two takeaways. Like, what are you doing now based on our conversation? What are some next steps for you? Commitments you've got? And I want to love to follow so, up with you about it. So yeah, number one is uh, uh, get off of uh, get unbusy. <laughs> get unbusy, okay. right? Um, so if you're if you're unbusy, then you're what? I'm committed. I'm focused. Okay. Uh, so then, then which leads into that number two is is uh, get clear on what I'm committed to. 
got oh. the first one's the more first one's more philosophical is being willing now to be committed and being focused. Second is a, a, a playground in which to go practice that. Like then if I am so, and you can be right mm-hmm. now, as of this moment, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm done playing that other game. Now I'm doing this mm-hmm. good. Then, mm-hmm. then getting clear for yourself about what that is. When are you going to, when are you going to, yeah. is, is that like a, an exercise for you? Sit down and write those things out. What's that going to look like in action? Yeah. So that's going to be tomorrow when I do my journal. So uh, tomorrow and probably this evening too. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. Getting, get come here what I'm committed to. And then, uh, then the, I think the number three is, is, uh, is once I know what I'm committed to, right. Then I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull in some account. I'm going to solicit some accountability. Um, so I'm going to, you know, get my tribe and, and, and have them hold me accountable. Like, Hey, here are the things I'm committed to. And, um, I, you know, I'm going to give them the, the right to, to hold me accountable, check in. So. Great. Well, yeah, it'll be helpful if you decide to get, you let them know when you're going to check in because nobody else is going to hold you accountable. You can hold, you can, yeah. you, you can though create the type of relationship where you give an account and to them. Mm-hmm. You know, because nobody they got stuff going on too. So nobody, I mean, if you set it up where they got to hold you accountable, you're back in the same spot. My yeah, invite yeah. though would be to to make some to to make some promises where you know at least as you're putting some training wheels on here, it's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm committed to these things, these results, these activities by these dates, and can I check in with you every Monday morning at eight o'clock and let you know exactly where I am. Does that distinction make sense? Yep. Yeah. Great. No, nah, yeah. Cause, yeah. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's that's good. I mean, and it takes a it, – because it's my responsibility. It's not theirs, you know, and I'm I'm definitely all for, for uh, holding my own self accountable. And, yeah, I, I like that. That's that's great. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah. Well, if you do it transparent, I mean, yes, it's both and, right? So nobody can hold you accountable. You can go give an account. and you need, mm-hmm. But you need to do it in, in community, in concert, usually with a very small group of people. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just got one person saying, hey, for the next three months, I want to can – I, can I check in with you every week around my commitments? And they don't have to say anything. You know, you could just get on the phone with them and – give a punch list. Hey, this is what I said I would do last week. Here's what I actually did. Here's what it worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's what was wanted and needed. And here's where I'm going this week. If you just did that every week, you will see some, you will see some massive shifts. I know you will. Love it. Awesome. Manny, good to be with you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Was this helpful? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Crazy. Awesome. Well, you're my kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I could easily in that room. I like this guy likes a challenge. Yeah. This guy likes a yeah. challenge. You're my kind of guy. Well, it's good to be with you, man. Thanks for hanging. Yes sir. yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. I want to hear how it goes. Right. Keep me posted. Will do. Take care. All right. See you, bud. All right. Yep. Bye.